retro time, baby. Retro o'clock, retro time. And it's God Well, here we are then. Part two. Mm -hmm. How are you doing? I'm fine, yes, I'm good. What's Tom? your name? I can't remember myself. All I can remember about is beachhead. Rot. <laughs> All you're, I, you're here with it's rot o'clock. <laughs> you're here with rot and Thomas Michael. Thomas Michael. <laughs> so yeah, we did episode one, which is not episode one, episode 5.1, and now this is episode 5.2. Points. You just you kind of plan these things. No, you kind of plan these things. What can't you do? Well, you could plan them, but we're not going to. Is that phrase though? Isn't it? What phrase is that, young man? Um, all good plans go to waste. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which essentially means didn't bother. Right. <laughs> didn't just fucking rock up. Who cares? There's also that other phrase. Let's talk about arcades. Is that a phrase? So yeah, we're going to talk about arcades. Mm -hmm. I think it would be nice to maybe talk about your first experience in an arcade. If oh, remember, I don't know, was the rule. Uh, was it? No. I Did it smell of cigars? <laughs> I can remember picking up change. <laughs> Just pick up that change, young lad. Well, mm. my my first memory, and I don't know if it. It's basically there's one place that I used to go a lot to play games, mm. retro game like arcades, and it's Spanish City in, mm. in Newcastle, like Whitley Bay. Mm -hmm. And now if you go there, there's no, there's little or no arcades left. Is Spanish City open? They're white. Is that actually open anymore? I don't know. I thought they were going to make it into some sort of cinema or something. No. I believe it's it's due for renovation. I. It has been for a while though. Mhm. Mm because they've got I don't know if they've still got the boards up around it. I've got no reason to ever go around there. The only reason I would go there is if I was going there, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Like, I, I would never drive like past Like, purposely you. to go there. Yeah. We went for, like, walks in the, around the city. I know, I drove past you. Remember yeah. that time? Oh, I, I, know, I was like, I don't know who the fuck that was. Uh -huh. And then later... And I was, like, I was literally a foot away from you shouting, Ross, Ross, it's me. It's Tom, it's Ross. It's like, Tom, it's I've Ross. I've got a lot going it's on Ross. in me, mate. It's Tom, it's it Ross. It probably wasn't me. And you were just, you were saying to you... At this point, I should be honest, I, I tend to ignore you. <laughs> uh, you were saying uh, that, um, that girl you were with. Mm -hmm. I don't know who that was. Yeah, saying, let's uh, not. Ignore him. <laughs> Just ignore him. I don't know who he is. Uh -huh. He's a strange guy. Run, run along. I don't know why he's naked. Yeah. That was a pleasant surprise. <laughs> my penis always is. The naked side <laughs> of things. So, my first memories, I guess, is like playing around th there but then I was thinking on the way here where I come from long I like I grew up in Long Benton yeah it's been it's been changed Long Benton but back in the day when I grew up there was like a few shops that moved them shops to another part just to be picky just but for was, the sake of moving shops really isn't it there was a chippy and I remember it having arcades like one arcade in I remember one like one cabinet yeah and I remember because I didn't go in the chippy a lot and I remember one very famous arcade going in there my friend getting the computer game on the basis of it right. it was Double Dragon Right. so they would got Double Dragon in the, the chippy and I remember him coming and uh, he had Double Dragon for the Commodore 64 and Double Dragon for the Commodore 64 is just it's just so bad 
there's one interesting thing about it that's weird it, it's almost like they've done the backgrounds then when they made the sprites they thought we can't make sprites that size so the sprites <laughs> are tiny so, so so you go over like drains and stuff and the drains are huge <laughs> it's such a weird the the fighting system on it as well is so bizarre but we're going down a Oh, is it like the borrower's version of uh, Double Dragon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so. I remember like getting needles six, instead of daggers and stuff. It got sixteen percent in in like oh, in one of the gamer magazines. Wow! And it it was impossible as well. Like oh. I remember there was only one tactic that kind of worked. Leg sweep. No, it was this high kick, and and you would go like kick him in the like the front, and go around to the back. You know when you think of the classic arcade games, like like the real classic ones, like Pac-Man and Space Invaders. Mm. That was that was before my time going into arcades. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I I can't remember playing them. No, like no. I, as arcades, I remember the ports. Yeah, oh. I was I was um, I played Pac-Man in in my living room on a I think it was an Acorn. I think that's what it was, but that was my first experience of playing like Pac-Man. My first experience in arcades was uh, we we went to Scarborough every single year for um, holidays that was like what annual holiday and that we used to we had like a routine every night we'd walk all the way through Scarborough uh-huh. down to the, the front we used to go down this path we called the Wiggly Woggly path and then we'd go down that took you all the way to the the far end of the the main stretch on the beach which had all the amusements I actually went this is one of the reasons why I think this is a great thing to talk about because me and Kelly my fiance, mm. fiance we went to, <laughs> we went to Scarborough just last week I haven't been since I was probably about 14 right, yeah. I went with me my auntie and uncle actually no I was probably about 16 and I went back again for the first time about three years ago with, with Kelly mm-hmm. and then I went again the year later with my mother who I used to always obviously go with when I was younger and my sister again me and Kelly decided to go away, go there this year the amount of memories honestly the amount of memories I've got of that place is just insane and I still get the same feeling when I go down that wiggly woggly path and I see like the front of Scarborough it's just it just takes us back yeah. and all of the fronts pretty much all the fronts haven't changed the, of the actual amusements like the lights and stuff maybe it's the, the name, same with Willie Bay yeah, the, yeah. the fronts have stayed the same but maybe it's the name it's had like exchanged ownership or something that someone else owned it. like it's a different company that owns it but all the lights seem to be the same there's one called Coney Island and it's got this this like four um, tower thing which you see I'm sure you can actually see it in, in Warriors uh, the film I'm sure there's I've a, just watched Warriors recently. I'm sure there's like a, a, an iconic landmark on Coney Island of one of the amusement arcades or something that's got this kind of weird ah. tower thing and they've got this version of that and so that's when I first experienced an amusement arcade but like you say it was it wasn't Pac-Man and stuff I think when I one of the, the games that I remember I used to absolutely love was Wonder Boy I've recently watched some videos YouTube videos of someone playing Wonder Boy uh-huh. fucking horrendous but when I was playing it in the arcade, this was like a console vision, but the arcade, it looked good. It's it a good. Sega game, isn't it? Oh, I think Wonder so, Wonder. yeah. Because I, I remember, that. there's packs come out for the 360, right. and uh, there's a one Wonder Boy for the Mega Drive, uh, the Master System, I, I believe, uh-huh. that's meant to be like very um, interesting. It's meant to be like a kind of RPG. I had a quick go of it, and I found it difficult. I think it's Wonder Boy in Monsterland, I think it is, where it's meant to be quite an interesting one. If I had enough time in my life, I would love to play for a bit. Yeah. Remember we used to go every night to Scarborough, and on the front we'd get like a certain amount of money, 
each that we'd have to spend that, we, that, that was it yeah you could spend on, on the different machines whatever you wanted we all like had our own things we used to get go on a ride as well there was this one ride that's still fucking there today which was this weird little used to just go around in a circle it was kind of like a mini big wheel sort of thing and it just like strapped you and you just went around in the circle a couple of times that was it but uh, you got your like your little your spends that you could choose to choose a different machine to play on and stuff one one thing that it was like I said with the lights were instantly recognisable but also what about the sounds do you remember we used to walk in front it's still now you walk in front of a, an amusement and the different it's all the same sounds isn't it like the different sound effects of the different machines and stuff yeah. it's like it's it has this weird I suppose this is why people get addicted to gambling and stuff because it has this weird effect on you it pulls you in mm-hmm. like the different the I, I don't think arcades have that they don't pull me in anymore I've walked into a few now yeah. and when I look at them I mean there's a joke I'm sure there's some YouTube like things about Whitley Bay where there used to be like four children and now it's, it's anything but really yeah. I think Scarborough is, is different because it still has that it, it is a total seaside town and it's built around the resort uh-huh. around how it is like that's that's the only reason it's still there because in the summer honestly when we were there last week I was blown away with how many people were there because I always worry about Scarborough that it's going to get run down and it's not mm-hmm. going to it's it's not going to survive. But it was incredible. It was it was one of the days we were there. It was quite hot. The beach was full. It was unbelievable. It's amazing that because uh, I mean Whitley Bay. That's an, it's a mess though Whitley Bay. It's I'm going to keep drawing this analogy because Whitley Bay is basically what I'll be discussing a lot of in this episode, uh-huh. and I know it's a mess. But I believe even if it wasn't a mess, it would still be like there'd still be me fuck out there. Mm. Why would you travel all the way north to Whitley Bay? You wouldn't. It's it's like an, an attempt at a, a seaside resort, isn't it? It doesn't have the features like um, Scarborough. You've got the amusements. You've got a road. You got the beach. Mm. It's literally across the road is the beach. But whereas Whitley Bay, you've got the amusements. You've got a road, and you've got like a fucking sheer cliff, pretty much. And then you've got the beach down there. You go down like a. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? It, it's not. It they've they've got this this strip of coast, which it's got nice beaches mm. in the northeast. Well, I've got really nice beaches, but doesn't quite meet the quota of like a seaside resort. Tynemouth's nice, right. but again, it's different. The 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 stretch of uh, this will be interesting for the listeners if they've got a fucking clue what we're talking about. But Google Maps, go on Google Maps. Yeah, Tynemouth's got the nice stretch. We thought, you know, where the, the sort of long car park is in the middle, and it's got the mm. the pubs and restaurants on either side. It's nice there with the the, the priory, but it's still not a, a seaside resort, is it? Really, like the classic, like I say, where you got the the restaurants amusements on one side of the road, then the other side of the road, you've immediately got the beach. Well, can I ask you sand blowing across into the amusements and stuff like that? The question now: What's left of the amusements then now? Where? In Scarborough. Everything, honestly. Was well, it still got retro games and stuff? Oh, sorry, right, no, sorry, the, the, the old game, obviously. They've got the, the shells of the houses, like. The, the cabin in the old yeah, house. Yeah, but inside. Obviously, it, it all, it's not relevant anymore. You couldn't you couldn't go in there and play like Wonder Boy on there. People wouldn't be satisfied by that. I did notice, though, it's not really, there's not really that many game cabinets anymore. Well, it's, that's it's the more, biggest. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. It's, there was in most of them you had the standard 2p machines, 10p machines like dozens of 10p 2p, 2p right. machines because that's where they made the money a load of 
uh, one arm one arm bar notes. Yeah, bar no. That you put the ten p in. Loads of grabbing machines, which I had a had a bit of a torrid time with one. Well, with num- a number of the grabbing machines because we noticed there was like a Marvel one that had Marvel toys in and I really really wanted to win a Spider-Man toy and honestly I must have spent over the, the three days or the, the two two and a half days that we were there I must have spent about 25-30 quid on that one on, on trying to get the Spider-Man you know and then we looked on uh, online and you can buy it for 11.99 <laughs> so honestly like I must have spent easy 30 quid trying to win this this one toy and it gets you though I'm not the sort of person that's got like an addictive personality as such I've got an obsessive personality mm. definitely where I like to do things a certain way but I'm not addictive where I'd, I have to I have to do I have to play this I have to go on this machine you know what I mean I have to win but with this toy I convinced myself I was going to win even though you know how with those grabbing machines it only grabs one every 50 or something like that uh, every time I was like it's going to do it it's going to yes 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 oh every time in this machine in particular it, it was so obnoxious. Every like 10, 20p, 10th, 20p, you put it in to go, Thank you. No, actually, sorry. Every 20p, you put it in to go, Thank you. And then every 10th time, it would go, Try again. Like that was like subliminal. And it, like at one point, I was putting the 20p's in. And then Kelly was standing next to us. She was like, Well, you're not going to win. And it just went, Try again. And I was like, Did you hear that? It said, Try again. It's never done that before. It must mean I'm about to win, honestly. So I put more 20p's in, still didn't fucking win. But I was devastated because I really, I just really, really wanted to win this little Spider-Man. It was such a lovely little plush, like big-headed version of the Spider-Man toy. I just thought I'm going to win it. I didn't fucking win it. One thing about the grabbing machines as well. When we were kids, we used to always come away from Scarborough every single year with at least one or two of these little toys. I remember there was one we used to always win. Was like a little octopus sort of thing, but it had a massive head and tiny little tentacles. And you always had the toys from those machines had this particular smell that was kind of like popcorn, like a popcorn sort of smell. We used to always win something every single year. I didn't see one person winning a toy at those machines when we when we went and we were in the amusements quite a bit and not once did I see anyone win anything. I don't I just thought it was bullshit. I I was pretty pissed off about that though, to be honest. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the programming, like what you what kind of mission where like you would say like every fifth time it would grab it or something because like. you see the, the machine goes down it grabs yeah. it it brings it up then you see the the claw loosens you can oh, see yeah. it it loosens and then it comes across and then it opens one every 50 or some whatever the, the time it is one every 50 it'll it'll hold it and it won't loosen and it'll bring it across and then drop so it, it is it is fixed and i knew i know that it's fixed i'm smart enough to know it is but i'd convinced myself that i could beat the system that I could do it, that I knew that, and I know it's fixed, but I'll still be able to do it. I guess that's what people do with the bandits as well, because yeah, yeah. they're fixed as well. Speaking of fixing the system, I don't mean to take over, but there was another thing I wanted to mention. Remember those the horse racing games? Christ, I'd yeah. forgotten about them. What did they look like now? Because back when I remember, exactly the same. But was just like a fucking toy horse. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, exactly this. I think. The machine that I went on and played it because <laughs> I went and Kelly wanted to play bingo for some reason she really likes playing bingo at the amusements like proper bingo it's yeah well there's a caller oh. but it's just like you get the panel and honestly this panel as well like set up must have been there since I was a kid because it's like a, a panel of numbers and it's got a little plastic slider on each number so you oh. just like flick it across and I don't know why but she's got this thing where she really enjoys playing it just at Scarborough so she had a game of that, and when she was playing that, I went across to the horse machine, horse racing machine, 
and it's a scene that they the it's, uh, it's like the Kentucky Derby, I think it's called. And it's like like that. And you just it's just simple, you put your tempe in and in whichever horse you want to choose. Yeah, I've played I was wondering if they've evolved, but exactly the same and I'm pretty sure it's the same machine as well when I was a kid. The same it looks the same. Yeah, it's like that South Park episode on the pinball machine. Well that's actually a homage of um that film with how what you called here with um she was in Taxi Driver. What's she the one from Superman, the one that went mental. No. Not Margaret Kidder. I forget an actress's name. That film. There's a South Park episode where the rape Indiana Jones. Lucas and. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg rape them three times. Because the thing about South Park and funny jokes in general is it's got to happen three times. And each yeah. one of them rapes are actually from films. So the first one is, I think, like, Last House on the Left. The one oh, you're referring to... Horrible, that film. Yeah. The one you're I turned re- that film off. I couldn't watch it. You got turned off, that? I, I, turned, I turned it off. I, I was watching it, and it got to that scene. And I just said to Kelly, yeah, I'm not watching this. I'm sorry, this is... I can understand when they put something shocking in a film. Right, I, I get that. But it was so inappropriate and unjustified, I just thought, I'm not watching this film. That's um, the guy who done Nightmare on Elm Street's first movie. It's Jodie Foster. Oh, right. And the the one with the pinball that you're talking about, that's the accused. Oh, right, okay. She gets raped in some, like, and it's all about her, like, um, taking them to court and getting, oh, like... Oh, right. And I, I can't remember the ne- the last rape scene in, in South Park. But anyway, this is basically the definition of a tangent. <laughs> we're meant to be talking what we're about, talking about game, horse engagement. <laughs> right. What are we talking about? So I was getting raped over the horse machine. Yeah, right. right. But um, and this is going to sound terrible, but I'm going to say it next. But my uncle. <laughs> when sorry, I remember, sorry to Tom's uncle. <laughs> I, I remember my uncle when we were little. He actually got banned from the amusement because because he. <laughs> <laughs> because he, um, yeah, what did he do? He recreated the scene from the cues. No, he um, he learnt the pattern from the horse racing machine. He wow! The pattern and he knew what it was like to on next. Uh, so he was just pumping the the coins in and it every banned. single time. He got banned. They went, eh, got to get out, mate. Really? Uh, or at least he was banned from using that machine. But yeah, uh, that's mental. And it's funny because he he watches horse racing. Like he still puts bets on now on horse racing. But to do. It's funny because to do to play the horse racing game, you have to know nothing about horse racing. Just you need to learn the pattern. Oh, I well, yeah. I didn't win fuck all on it this time. Like, yeah, so I pat- even I even put two ten p's in different slots, and I thought, fuck, am I going to get banned for? Like, you know how you got player one, player two, player three, and I was like putting two coins in each slot, and I was like, fuck it. But you were living on the edge there. I still didn't win. So that's what's in there now. The cabinets, the cabinets themselves. There's not that many. There's really not that many. But having said that, I never go to them anyway these days. I never play on the computer game cabinets, so it seemed to be... I know, but if you went there and it had, like, I don't know, some, like, nice old ones, or even, like, Wreck-It Ralph, they made actual cabinets. Oh, did they? Yeah, I, I only think they made, like, about 10 or 15, but, like... That's a nice idea, though. Oh, but then was Wreck-It Ralph, was that originally a game? Or did no. they make the game up for the... They made the game it's for good. The it's a good, like, it's concept. really believable. It's a sound concept. It, it For a retro game, it kind of... It, it feels like a cross between Donkey Kong, Rampage, Rampage yeah. yeah, and 
something else like it's it's a clever thing like it's believable even the the main character in Racket Ralph I don't mean Ralph himself um, I mean the like fix it fix it fix it he's a bit like Mario but like a bit different at the same time Racket Ralph 2 is coming out oh cool uh, Mario might be in it Uh, I I heard that trouble um getting the rights for all of their Nintendo's uh, property because I, th- I think Nintendo are opening up now though a lot more I think they've realised that they can't be so precious about their uh, about their characters and stuff I'm glad they have been in a sense because they're, they're starting to bring or they're going to be working on bringing games out on iOS as well oh they have like li- fully wow. licensed ones like imagine Pokemon on, on iOS I'm really fucking excited for that that's funny because that could be they've got to play that carefully because a big cash cow for them is DS. like the DS. It's the only thing that's, that's really making them any money, isn't it? I think the Wii, Wii U, as bad as the Wii U has, I think it's still made money. Mm. Because Japan, it's like... Uh, I read that Nintendo got so much money, effectively, uh, yeah, that they, they, could, they, they could, could afford make to make like 16 seven, bombs. Or yeah. Like seven, so like seven or eight Wii U. They could, they could bring out the Wii Fuck You. And they would still be like, still have loads of money. They, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Well, what, one of their things is always to use old technology. So, like, say when Mi- behind. Sort of yeah, when Microsoft made like say the Xbox One, if that was a failure, they're already making a loss at this moment in time on e- Xbox Ones, like the PlayStation will. That's just the nature of the beast. Mm-hmm. And then in a couple of years' time, they'll make what will happen is they'll hit that point. The consoles will cost them nothing to make anymore and they'll make profit from everything that's the way it happens Nintendo aren't like that the Wii the one of the most successful consoles of all time was backed like old technology and it made a bomb if you go on Wikipedia the, the most one of the most popular games of all time it beats everything out the water it's it's one of the Wii games like like Wii Resort or some bollocks <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of the ones that like you know everyone bought because you oh, you can go bowling on it and wank like that. But again, is that is that um, not because of Japan though? Because uh, like everybody, it's worldwide. Everybody like, but but they would make up massive amount of numbers. Wouldn't that's they? true. I, I mean, that's why the free the Xbox is struggling because it struggles over there, doesn't it? It I no one wants them like it's PlayStation yeah. for a lot of reasons. I don't even think the PlayStation was doing that well until. They're very, um, they're very proud of Nintendo, aren't they? In Japan, I think they're, they're very, I think, game sort of dedicated to it, which is fair enough, absolutely fair enough. I don't get it. I don't really like. We played uh, Mario at yours. Um, that was, I think, great. Though. Yeah, I, 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 there's definitely room for games like that, but I think it's always when you're playing with friends. I think that's what the the, the consoles like that are, they're, they're built for, like social gaming. I can agree with you. I want to go through. Um, Mario. Yeah, I do. But the the one thing I'd say is like, I'm growing a bit tired of like the conveyor belt of like first person shoot 'em ups. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I love first person shoot 'em ups. And I'm getting to a point where I'm getting sick of like the same ideas getting used and used and used and abused. And to go back to a Nintendo console, and I've never played one for for years. To see some of the design philosophy in in action. Because that's the thing about Nintendo, they're great at that. The problem is, for me, I would not buy a Nintendo console as my principal console. Oh, it, yeah, it, it's something that you would, oh, should we, should we get the Wii out sort of thing? It's, yeah. No, I agree. It's not, I don't take it seriously. I don't take it as a, 
But then you shouldn't again, really take gaming seriously. But I was going to say, then again, that's the maybe that's the power of Nintendo. Yeah. They they want to keep it as a kid thing, yeah. which is fine. I mean, I did love that w- Nintendo uh, that Mario game when you turn it on. There was no, there was like a few flick screens of storyline, and then it's straight into the gameplay. Yeah. I'm sick now of games where it's like bullshit storyline yeah. that no one gives a fuck about. Yeah. I'm I'm wanting to play a game. I'm not wanting to sit here for an hour and yeah. get taught. I've got to go into that pipe and oh, guess what? I've got to duck. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. We went off on a tangent again. Um. Yeah. I don't know where that tangent started. The different oh yes, one of the things that the the cabinets that I did notice were either the old classic, you know, the bike where you'd sit on the bike. Yeah. The interactive ones I would Yes, the ones say. that are sort of obnoxiously big. Uh, you'd ride the bike, the dance one, that's a big one now that I've never been on before. Nah, um, I, I would have far, to have that, I mean, Yeah, I would have to have a hell of a lot to drink to get on one of them. Like. It's got the fucking safety reel around it. Anything that's got that sort of safety reel cannot be good for you. Like, I'll just end up breaking an ankle on that. I'm like a 13, like eight-year-old bloke. Yeah. I, I don't think I could honestly dance around. Like people may stand. You'd and be asked to leave. Yeah, <laughs> I probably would. I'm getting into it too much. Um, there was the other one, the only other game that I could really see was the classic on the rail shooter ones, where you've got the gun. I saw about four of them in one in one amusement, mm-hmm. and there was one that again for some reason. Actually, this wasn't in Scarborough. This was in Whitby, but Whitby's got like a similar sort of strip where the amusements are. And Kelly walked past this one machine a couple of times, and she was kind of like like a little kid. It was nice actually. She was like a little kid going, "Oh, I really want to play on that one. Can I have a go on it?" And it was. A Jurassic Park um, shooter. I don't know if it was Jurassic World or if it was. I don't know how old this this game was. It didn't look particularly good, but mm. it was a an on the rails one where you had the gun. Yeah. It was this massive, big plastic, horrible gun. You actually got into this into this cabinet. So it's you know the ones that's it's got the roof on in the back. So you in the stereo and uh, the five point one surround sound. So you were sitting inside of it. I don't know if you were supposed to feel like you were sitting inside a jeep or something, and a gun was at the front. Um, and it was a two-player one, but we, she only had a go. I didn't play. You, you chose. It was like five or six different levels, and you were just shooting the shit out of all these fucking dinosaurs jumping at the screen and stuff. And the, she, I think it cost her a quid, mm-hmm. and she was only playing it for about four or five minutes tops, uh, and that was it. And then it said game over. You died. Insert coin, and she was like, oh, like she. You could tell she was sort of enjoying playing it, but it was like I hate that. Like because when I used to play the computer game ones. The cabinets. It was probably twenty p maybe for a game, and it was like flash up and save and save coin. Yeah, coin up, um, and you put twenty p in, which I think is fair enough. But now a quid for for one game like that, it's it's. Not when you could go to the, <laughs> you can get yourself a three sixty, and you can go second hand and get a game for like a tenner. Exactly. You reminded me of something that happened to me years ago. Um, I was in the gate in Newcastle. Oh yeah, yeah. For like people who aren't from the the region, it's like it's this a tr- like horrible tower <laughs> of, of horribleness. Tower of pain. <laughs> I used to work there. It's built. You did, yeah, in a restaurant, didn't you? I think. It, it it's built by, or it's financed at least by um, what's on the top floor, which is the cinema. cinema yeah. So it's it's either like Empire. It used to be Audion. Now it's Empire. Yeah. So the second floor is restaurants and the bottom floor is a few restaurants and bars. Mm-hmm. And uh, once me and my friend were there and when we went 
downstairs that was just randomly stuck there next to the escalators, a Silent Hill on the real shooter. Right. So we had to go at that. And what you done was, it was like a getting your picture took sort of thing, like a camera booth. You'd go in there and you'd c close the curtains right. because it was very light sensitive. It was oh, like, okay. so that's what I had to go on that. And I remember piss heads like basically banging the cabinet and like. Uh, that's the thing about the gate. It's fucking horrible. And it just, um, it attracts complete meatballs. It, it is, you're right. And it sounds like a swimming pool all the time. That's the way the sound reverberates. One of the most eye-opening experiences I ever had was when I went to see a really late show of a film upstairs, and I had had a few drinks. Then coming down when the film, and it was a Friday night, and walking down there, and it's always so edgy, especially when you've got like you, you with your girlfriend, right. and you're like wanting to like. It's it's like the fall of society, yeah. basically. <coughs> End of days. Every night there. when I used to come out, uh, when I worked there, I used to come out the front doors, and it was like the, we're running the gauntlet. There was always like twenty five thousand people standing there smoking. Uh -huh. So you have to walk through that first of all, and then you'd be like zombies at the front of uh, the fucking the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. You'd be approached by someone going eh, with blood all over <laughs> his face, like oh, oh, my fucking head for my I used to. Um, Kelly used to pick us up sometimes and I'd just go to the, the back where the, there was like a casino entrance out the back and stuff which wasn't much better but she used to pick us up from there or from inside in the actual car park so if I was working late usually I wouldn't have to go through the front but would I Silent Hill on the real shooter in just in the middle of that place uh, I mean <laughs> I always weird. thought Silent Hill was a bizarre like choice it's just a bizarre game isn't it really it's, it's like, they use like the nurses and stuff like in uh, the gun. It's a bit of a shame that that new one was cancelled with um, Norman Reedus from uh, Dad. It had actually got cancelled then. Well it was Kojima wasn't it? And um, Del Toro. Yeah. And uh, obviously with all the fucking shit that's happened with him. Hideo Kojima isn't it? Yeah. I'm just not. Yeah Hideo, Hideo Kojima because obviously he's left um, Konami now isn't he? Well Konami just makes one game. Well, they've said they're not doing anything on it. They said that they're just going to make mobile games or something weird like that. Well, a friend that at work whose uh, girlfriend's in, like, she makes games and stuff, he was, like, saying, he's, like, a big retro fan, and he was saying, like, he thinks the way the industry's going is bad. And he was pulling numbers out, which, I mean, I don't know if the numbers are correct, but when he was saying, like, Konami make like all that money from all the mobile games that are just basically a lot of shovel shit yeah and you've got like Hearthstone is it by World of, you know like yeah. Blizzard they, that has made a fucking ton I downloaded that and had a go on it and I, I could see it. exactly why because it's just a card it's like it's like playing the Final Fantasy 8 card game oh yeah um, so I can totally get it I can understand why it's made so much money it's well what's scary is and it's, it's poor from our point of view I mean if we go on about like say trading in games uh it's a thing that i use because of the way i play games i'll finish it and i'll trade it in if i if i like i'll keep it but it has to be like a very like good game or something that has an online thing ah, left for dead or something like that. but what's happening now is you've saw it early on the middle sector games of die are dying out like thq who made like there's no need for them, so like, and Metro, you know, yeah, stuff. Yeah. games like that, 
they they disappear so you're getting the big money cows like yeah. EA like Assassin's Creed Call of Duty yeah Call of Duty and uh, Grand Theft and stuff like that but the mm. problem with that is no they are the better games but Grand Theft Auto is on an annual cycle it is but just a longer one it's on like a three year or four year cycle my point is this what's going to happen is one of them will, f- will fail to make the money and it's all about money that's all it's about yeah so what will happen is if like call of duty fails to make money oddly enough and it it doubles what you are about to say here if a call of duty fails to make money it's actually less like i bet you the money it has to make to break even is less than a, a grand theft auto because they're in development longer and they've got a lot more put into them and yeah. they push like the consoles and all that further the problem is is though you're just going to get the we're left in in an ocean of just big fish and very small fish the very small fish like the indie stuff they're doing fantastically well like isolated cases yeah. and then the big fish are the ones that, you know the assassin's Creed, the ones you mentioned so what you're going to get you're getting no new ips because it's such a difficult market out there and the indie stuff will blossom to an extent but it can't like go over a certain amount so you're going to get none of these like middle of the road stuff Mm. when their big cash cows die you're going to get all this free to play bollocks it's it's funny when you explain it like that when you break it down like that it's funny how much it mirrors like the music industry it's yeah where you've got the massive big pop stars Mm. who are just churning out the same shit with the lyrics that uh, seem to be put your hands up um, like you in, don't in the club <laughs> um, girl that booty that booty's so fine yeah. shit like that and that's all making a fucking shit ton of money Films are and the same. you've got people like Radiohead Radiohead are kind of like the rock star of fucking music industry where they'll, they'll bring an album out once every five or six years and it's just fucking incredible <laughs> well, what, and what they could survive doing that and Radiohead were like ahead of the time where they would like they would they put one album down says you like you can download this album yeah just just pay, pay what, what you want think. Yeah. and then they put torrents it. out themselves with like it's just it's an awkward thing and looking at it I just worry that I'm going to be able to play games because look at it how can it how can it stay like it is but basically I think what you're worried about and what we all should be worried about is sticking with a console, getting a PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, are we going to be completely dictated as to what sort of games we can play? The the games that you're going to find on there are ones that are going to be, are going to bring in money and are going to be like financially viable. So you're going to have a very limited amount of choice eventually yeah. if it keeps going like that or you're going to have a free to play game which I think the only way you can um, guarantee that you're going to be able to play the exact sort of games you want to play is to go for a PC, isn't it really? Because on PC there's more of the indie ones and more experimental games um, that you can download and they're the only I know, the I know console you mean, if, they're, if they're going to make some sort of revenue. It's just if you look at stuff like Witcher 3, um, the new Dragon Age, yeah. and stuff like that the amount of money and people it takes to make them games yeah. and it just takes like a few bad like poor decisions and they might do like badly 
Well, the developers of Witcher Three, the next game, they've got a lot of DLC coming out for Witcher Three. The, the releases stuff like weekly, but there's the next uh, big DLC for Witcher Three apparently is bigger than Witcher Two. I think I read. Right. This DLC package is, is bigger than the whole of Witcher Two, which is insane. So they're working on that, but they're also then their next game is um, that cyberpunk game, which they released a, a little trailer for, like not last E three, but the E three mm-hmm. before. I can't remember what it's called, it's like Cyberpunk 20 something. That's their next game that's coming out. It looked a little bit like DSX, just the trailer I saw, but I know you can't really take much from these little teaser trailers, but it was basically this woman, um, it was all in slow-mo, and she was sort of like kneeling down, and this bullet was coming toward her eye really slowly. It just, it looked class, it looked, I was just like, wow, I wouldn't need to know more. Oh, yeah. I think Cyberpunk, I can't remember. But I think that's the game they're working on next, when that's going to be, who knows, but yeah, I mean, if they fuck that up, no matter how much money they made from The Witcher Three, it could completely destroy their studio. Yeah, that's the worry. Project Red, isn't it? Project Red. I I think we. I mean, to try and get back to what this podcast is meant. Oh yeah, of course. Remember but, that. <laughs> um, I think it's worrying what's happening in the console. What happened to the arcades, basically? Mm. To me, it's a sad place to go now. The arcades because it's full of these things that you you've mentioned, like. Bandits push things. The two P machines, they're they're the ones. I mean, you've even got that TV show now, haven't you? Uh, oh, Tipping yeah. Point. Tipping Point. If anyone who's listening to this isn't from the UK, I mean, Christ, <laughs> I'm sorry for my accent oh, and yeah, everything. You can but, you can find everything on the internet now. Just Google it. <laughs> but it's ridiculous that that show. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy with uh, Ben Shepard. That no mark. <laughs> So um, I was just wondering, like, what's your fond arcade memories? Like, what games? There's a couple of games that I want to mention. Can I just say on two P machines? Did you play them much? Um, occasionally. Yeah. yeah, I used to. I used to really enjoy them. But when when we've gone back, like when we were there last week, I, I didn't really play them that much. This ah, oh, there was one really good one though. Who made Pac Man? Do you remember? Namco. Yeah, Namco. So it was a Namco machine. But it was a 2p machine you put your 2p in uh-huh. and it went down and it was really clever actually it's the it's a really good variant of this you know how you've got loads of different variants in the machine you've got the ones where you put the 2p in and it literally just falls down there's a couple uh-huh. of spikes it would boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, fall down there's other ones where it literally just falls straight down uh-huh. and you've got to use your skill i suppose there's other ones where you put it in and it shoots up and hits the top and knocks them off and then falls uh-huh. down and it's got the sort of paddles coming and going in different times this one I've never seen before. You put the two peas in, it goes down a little maze. Um, there's different boxes with like the different ghosts on. If it goes through one of them, it adds like a multiplier or a bonus thing. And it had like a little screen that would flash up. And every now and again, if you completed like whatever the criteria was for the bonus, if you completed that, it would say adding 20 coins and they would just pump out 22p pieces from the side. Yeah. And they would all go on the top thingy, the top ledge. Which would then push off the side, so it was like a, it was like a game within a game sort of thing. I guess they're using technology like that because I was never a big pinball fan, but pinball got yeah, like yeah, yeah. evolved like that. Yeah. Where I don't I don't just mean the like very mechanical like elements of pinball, but up the top there was a lot of like shit Flashy going on shit, that yeah. you didn't have like score multipliers. Sometimes you'd even get a story attached yeah. to the pinball. That's one thing actually that. You never see in, in English amusements, amusement arcades, a lot pinball of pinballs. machines. 
I remember going on holiday with my family, with my brother and my sister when I was a kid, and me and my brother found this pinball machine that was in a in the local pub and the campsite or something, and we played it a lot. Right. Just that one holiday, we absolutely loved it. But when we came home, there was nowhere there was there was any pinball. It's a very American thing, isn't it? It's not really I very much over here. There was in the arcades I went to Willie Bay. There was there, there was one arcade that had like about five or six mm-hmm. in a row. But they're very um, temperamental. They take a good uh, a lot of upkeep. Don't oh, a lot they? Of maintenance, yeah. I've never like pinball myself. Like uh, ironically, I've liked. There was an Amiga game called Pinball Dreams and Pinball Fantasies and right. all that. I, I like that more than the real pinball. But that might be down to like putting your money in, playing it, and just like literally like get a ball. Like it just it just goes into uh-huh. that bit where you get fuck all. Can I just mention another thing that sparked me mind? Again, drunken night out, down here market area in Newcastle. Oh Christ! Which is like, it's, it's you need sh- to stop hanging around with these people. Stu- <laughs> yeah, it's student area. So I've been to the beer festival, which is in one of the universities, and then there's like a takeaway munchies thing. Mm-hmm. And when we went in there, it was about five or six. Of us we went in there, and it had the big punch ball thing. Mm. which is a variant of like I remember on Games Master the famous thing where there was this punch this asteroid yeah it, it had a boxer and just some Joe Public guy playing it right where you, the premise of the arcade was you had to destroy you were a superhero and you had to destroy this asteroid that's coming towards the earth right and you punch it and it would take dictating on how much like how powerful your punch was uh-huh. it would take off a certain amount of the asteroid and then blow it up right. so that just reminds me of th- that's a more arcadey thing but now it's turned into just purely you punch a bag and it comes up with the number yeah. and we were out that night and we were playing that in their uh, munchies and again it's like a pound a go and it, it's like you get free punches that's sort of like a carnival fair sort of game and it's like it? look at how yeah. hard I am I'm a bit like the um, the hammer the hammer on the, the thing no, I no, think no. Um, I know how they work you know mm-hmm. with the hammer on the the bell when you, when you see people hitting it bang like that yeah I think if you hit it and hold the hammer on that's how you send the bell up the thing really also the, the level it's like a trick stayed, yeah yeah so if you hit it hit it down the hammer down and hold the hammer on the, uh, the thingy because people like hit it and take it off do you not think it's gonna be a right it's gonna be that con- combination of like bang like have to have that Force mm-hmm. and what you were saying, like yeah. of keeping exactly it there as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That Namco machine was great, though. That was like I'd never seen anything like that. It was really cool. But again, to what end? One the, the year before, end. yeah, really though. The first year that me and Kelly went to Scarborough, went to one of the amusements at the top, and we kept winning. And some of the machines, you'd win tickets, mm-hmm. and it was funny because we won loads of tickets, and we went to the uh, the counter where you claim your prize, right? And there was no one man in the counter. So uh-huh. we had all these tickets and we couldn't claim any prizes. <laughs> it was a total fucking So, like, what do you think you could? It was just shitty things. Like, it was just um, fake cocaine or some crazy shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, like a, a fluffy dice. Like, uh, the classic, isn't it? I've won, like, two billion tickets. What can I get with this two billion uh, tickets? You can get, like, a can of coke or uh, a fucking lollipop. Shit. But we're um, in the 2P machines. There was these key ring doll things. And we kept winning them, but every time you won one, it got stuck in the machine, and it it, would, it was too big to go down the, uh, you know, the bit where you. Ah, uh, yeah. 
So I had to keep getting these uh, lasses that worked there <laughs> come over and open up. Honestly, it must have happened about five or six times. And they were coming over and we're like, oh, we've won again. But we came home and honestly, we had about uh, six or seven of these funny little keyring doll things. Oh, yeah. But this time we didn't win fucking out. Didn't win any of them. They probably like turn the fucking whatever, the regulator down on that thing. <laughs> the two, uh, the winning regulator. It's funny because like when you, when you play main, on PC and stuff. Yeah. You go into like the dry side of main where you've got to set it up per ROM. Uh-huh. Like you, you'll set up the dip switches it's called. And it what it is it's it's what the actual arcade owners would have dictated what the cons the um the gameplay is like itself. So that could be very simple to like what triggers gives you your lives. Also up to like how difficult the game is. They had their own options, like hidden away, where the the um, owner could basically turn it into like a cash cow, uh-huh. or, or give you like a more easy ride. And it's funny what you were saying there. I wonder if like simply they just went, all right, we'll turn that up where you win fuck all. Yeah, they could just turn the dial. Must be it's, a dial at the back. It's a shame though that I mean. It's a classic with amusements or like going to the fair or carnivals in general where it's just, it's just a rip, isn't it? It's a total piss take. Like I've been on them shooting range things, yeah. you know, where win a fucking on, on teddy the, for your girlfriend and, and it's like, you're, you're literally, you're not even that far away and you're firing yeah. and there's no way this little plastic thing will, will knock down what it's supposed to knock down. Yeah. It's just a load of shit. I mean, I, I only go to that stuff for the social element really like the only reason we went to the amusements on uh, last week when we went to Scarborough is because that's what we used to do when I was a kid yeah and it was just the end of the night you'd go to the amusements and it's just fun it really it, it, it's still I find it fun just to walk around and just to hear all the different noises and stuff it still is mm-hmm. I wouldn't go out your way just on a, a weeknight just like you say go down to Whitney Bay or something and, and I think that's probably what the difference is people are going to the amusements in Scarborough because it is a really successful holiday seaside beach resort. Yeah. Do you work for Scarborough? No, like it, it's it's just I was like I said before, I was really worried that it was it was gonna just sort of disappear and, mm. and not be somewhere that I'd somewhere else that like new memories have just disappeared from, you know what I mean? But if I have children I'd I'll take them there, definitely. But yeah, you said about um different games I just before something you mentioned that what me uh, Terry there used to be like four that I used to hang around a lot and what we used to do on a Sunday night is get the bus from like where we live Mm -hmm. to Whitley Bay and would purposely get this bus that fucking took forever it was just it was a day killer basically Mm -hmm. to go down to Whitley Bay and go on the arcades and that's cool that's nice that's like what we used to do and like if Terry was here now he would like recount the games he was into but mainly what you know what he was into who knows where he is <laughs> he's stuck in a street <laughs> he, might be, he might be at the amusements in Whitley Bay now yeah waiting like tapping his watch where the fuck is everyone uh, well good luck because there's nothing to play on <laughs> he'll have, he'll have uh, played with the wires at the back and managed to somehow get Street Fighter 2 working on it the <laughs> but two of the games that I remember vividly and both of them 
were wanting. Remember the cabinets that had the four-player joystick yeah, and I, buttons on the front. I loved them. Oh, yeah. Man, tactile they were them. Like the totally personalised for the the, cons- the game itself. Oh. The first one we'll talk about is the Turtles game. That's what I was going to use as the example <laughs> when you were saying <laughs> the, dif- that, yeah. the different coloured ones. Obviously, blue. When and I red, first orange, seen that, purple. that was like just amazing. Turtle Mania was like at its fucking height. It's so weird now when you look at them games and how like really like just the dull games. Well, yeah, it was just it was side scrolling fighter. The one that one it was uh, the first level. I think you were in a burning building. Is that right? Burning apartment building. No, you were on the streets, but then you did get to a burning building. Yes, because and, uh, and then you shot shredder. You saw the those weird little robots that had a wheel that would uh, fly yeah. toward you. Electricity with a whip thing. Yeah, yeah, there was a. I remember I had it on the Spectrum actually. Called Turtles the Coin Up. All right. What yeah. was, what, can you remember what it was called? The one, the, the one I'm talking about in the arcade was it wasn't Turtles through time or anything. It was was it not? I don't know. I think it was just called just Teenage Mutant yeah. Hero or Ninja Turtles, uh, depending on your area. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, absolutely loved that. We used to play that a lot. Who was your character Because I was always Michelangelo. I just loved Michelangelo with his nunchucks. Well, you know. Lucky that you could use his nunchucks because that was a contentious thing in this country, wasn't it? The the that actual weapon. Actually, it was bad, wasn't it? It's because you could make them in woodwork, but then again, I could run around with like fucking knives and pretend I'm like Raphael. Didn't exactly. make any difference. I've got loads of knives in my kitchen. Or a big stick. Actually, to be fair, though, Raphael didn't have knives. Did he? he had his uh, sarries or whatever they The things that Electra uses. Yeah, doesn't she? I Electra, think she does. Yeah. I'm trying to think. And then Donatello had his big fucking staff there. But Donatello, uh, Donatello does machines. Yeah. That's Raphael's the song. Cool, <laughs> Raphael's cool but rude. Is that what it was? Michelangelo's a party dude. Raphael's cool but rude. Leonardo rules the roost. <laughs> Leonardo. Leonardo leads the pack. Is that what it was? Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. He was in a shell. They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. We're really hip. They're heroes in the half shell and they're green. Hey, get a grip. When the evil shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't cut them no slack. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Splinter taught them to be ninja teams. He's a radical rat. Do a good impression of crying, you know. Come on. That's impossible. <laughs> I used to always think that, that uh, you know, that, that stupid fucking thing the crying was inside of. The big robot thing. Yeah, right? he used to always remind us of me, Uncle. <laughs> Your Not uncle. the same Uncle. Not All the right. same one, the other Uncle. Not the pedophile one. <laughs> no. <laughs> that one. No. Sorry, yeah. Just for the record. That was ill advised. None of my uncles are pedophiles. Yeah, uh, sorry, that was for a joke, but it was for a joke. Uh, yeah, I was, it was successful for a joke. For a truth, not so much. So anyway, so what I was to play that. originally going to say was why I'm saying is these games. You thought, oh god, there's so much hidden strategy to them because you keep thinking, 
oh you know all the characters have so much different nuances and like oh I've got to be this character no they're all exactly the same yeah nicely balanced the other game again another one that had the four thingies on the front which I think was probably my favourite is it the Simpsons yeah I wrote that down actually what a game that was so let's 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 see slash Simpsons Homer used to use his fists no he's ball and ball did he Oh. Uh, Bart used his skateboard. Yeah. Uh, Lisa used a skipping rope. Oh no, you're right. Yeah. And uh, Marge Hoover. Hoover. Yeah, yeah. What a game! What was that called? Just The Simpsons. Coin up as well, maybe. I perhaps. Coin up red. But oh, I used to love that. I really, really loved that game. Once when I was so drunk, good. me and Terry went through that on the main, uh-huh. and uh, I can't remember anything about it now because I was no, drunk. I can remember the first. Level where you're in the street, and that's and then the second level, you're in a burning building. <laughs> that had a lot to it, though. It, it tried different things because I'm sure you fight Burns at one point, he's in like this mech suit and stuff. Yeah. It's funny, like, yeah. And the voices, I'm sure I heard an f- interesting fact that uh, the voices are all the proper voices except for Harry Shearer. I'm sure, yeah. forgive me if this is wrong. But I'm sure Harry Shearer's voices aren't right in the game. So Harry Shearer done like Burns, he done. Yeah. Well, he recently. Yes. Left. Well, he's notorious for being a bit of a like maverick. Uh-huh. I mean, I love the dude. I, I love Spinal Tap. I yeah, think he's, he's a fantastic, fantastic guy. Yeah. And I mean, if the Simpsons are making shitloads of money, apparently left because they were trying to say he can't do other things. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. So fuck them. Like he yeah. basically can dictate what he wants. And to me, he's the genius I come up with all You know, Mr. Burns, um, Smithers, Skinner. Yeah. He's done all them voices and they're fantastic. You know, so... But I'm sure in that game, them voices are poor, of them particular characters, yeah. are poor rip-offs. But I would double-check on that one because I might be just totally getting the wrong end of the stick. I'm not sure about that. Like, but I can believe that. I can totally believe it. But it was a, a really fun game, though. Oh yeah, because it was one another one that me and my brother used to play together. We used to play the Turtles one together. And we used to play the Simpsons one together. There's another one that I would lump in with that, although I didn't play a lot, but it was definitely in Whitley Bay Arcade, and it was um, the X Men. It it was the oh, same right, sort of yeah. thing, right. and uh, actually in Whitley Bay there was two different variants of it. There was a two player like little cabinet where you would just pick your different characters, or the one where it had all the different characters, mm-hmm. and it was cool like because. You know the artwork, and I at that time I didn't know a lot about X Men, like so, like seeing characters like Nightcrawler and right, yeah, yeah. and Wolverine, they look cool, and you're like, I'm pretty sure was there a, a Mega Drive port? Was it the same game that was on the Mega Drive? The the X Men beat him up because I remember playing it. Would have had to be house. dumbed down quite a lot. Oh, yeah, 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 the definitely. amount of um, enemies that were on that screen. Like, There's quite a famous X Men beat him up on, on Mega Drive. I'm sure that. Uh, that my friend had and that was great they were had gambit and stuff like that they were a cool idea then them consoles and you mentioned the two biggest ones for me I've like, never seen four people standing in front of one though nah <laughs> you imagine I've never seen four people actually that would be one. like a cool thing I bet it would be interesting to play like from the safety off I used to go to this um, this campsite with me my cousin and his parents at Nyati, and uncle, obviously. Another uncle, so that's a third uncle. Well, I'm not going to bad mouth. I've got um, four uncles, I think. 
on my mother's side, and this was the other one we used to go to this campsite. I, I can't remember where it was, but it had this sort of old house in the middle of this campsite, and in the bottom of it there was like a a bar, but there was also another room where there was had like an amusement, like well a couple of arcade machines. Yeah. There was this one machine, uh, you, the game. No idea what the game was called, but you, you played this like guy in space, and you go to different planets, and each planet had like a different theme. There was like a fiery planet, like a water planet, an icy planet, sort of thing. That's literally all I can remember about this game. I'm never ever going to be able to find out what game it was or play it again. I'm sure, but I just remember it being absolutely brilliant. I'm not going to help you with that one because I've just remembered another one of these big arcades, mm-hmm. but I never played it. I only played it on the main. Right. And it was Bucky O'Hare. Mm. Do you remember Book Your Head? They talked about that on AVGN, uh, one of the episodes the other week. Yeah, the game. They said it was great. But the arcade game is pretty good. I played because because of me and I played I played a lot of like arcade games that I didn't. He was a rabbit, wasn't he? Yeah, it's funny if you look back at things and you look back at like god awful idea. Well, ideas and th- like gaming. Sonic was successful, so there was Bugsy. There was all this other shit that happened. Turtles was successful, so there was all this other shit. Like Battletoads. Yeah, and Bookyard Hair was another, like, another one of those, like, ill-advised ideas, basically. I'll take a big arcade that I loved in the day, and it was Smash TV, because it it had to have four uh, joysticks, even though it was a two-player game, it uses dual sort of thing. And me and uh, Terry's brother, Ian, would play that loads. the thing about that was, it's all about crowd management, the game, because you played Smash TV. It was a very brutal game to play physically. Yeah. Like, you would feel yourself as you were playing it. You would feel yourself, like, if you were doing well and you were on a good run, it would just feel like you were, like, exhausted, battling the elements sort of thing. But in a good way, I thought the control method was fantastic. I love that game. It's funny you say that, actually, because um, when I used to play, there was a couple of people who used to know it note and tell me afterwards that when I was playing I was like dancing I used to always my legs were always kind of dancing about when I was playing the game because yeah. I was like getting so much into it and I've got like memories of people saying to us afterwards why were you dancing in front of that machine it's like <laughs> just because I was into it I don't know I was just really enjoying the game but yeah you get uh, completely involved I remember there was one game as well a fighting game for some reason I, I, I think it I, I think it might have been Killer Instinct, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the characters, a special move was she'd turn her back towards the camera, towards you, and open up her top like that. And that was like, it affected the, the other character. I don't know what the fuck she was showing her, <laughs> and what was under there. But yeah, that was like a special move. It was weird. And I've never known what game it was, but then when Killer Instinct came out on the Xbox One, mm-hmm. I think it might have been that, but like an arcade version. It was loads of combos and stuff, so that's why I think it might have been Killer Instinct because that's a massive feature of that game, isn't it? Huge combos. It's like 99 hit combos. Uh, fuck that shit, man. Fuck off. <laughs> well, I mean, I wrote down games that I remember. Yeah, yeah cool. Go so, recently I've been playing it, the Mega Drive version, but Golden Axe. Oh, one yeah, of, yeah. One of the first games I remember completing with me made, and uh, the ending's bizarre. It's um, after you've done everything. You've got like a little side-on picture of the the arcade, and all the like enemies come out of the arcade and chase you down the street. What? Yeah, I I remember completing on two in two, the actual arcade. You completed. Yeah. On, wow. On twenty pence as well. Fucking. Made hell. me a friend. What fucking class it is. It was weird. 
we just discovered it and then it it, ex- it it came out on all the 8 bits because it came out on the Commodore and the Commodore version doesn't have 2 player and it's shit so did that have 3 joysticks or just 2 joysticks just 2 and you could choose between 3 characters yeah so I mentioned Smash TV and um, the next one I'm going to mention it briefly but I think we've definitely got to do with this podcast where we'll discuss this more in detail but Street Fighter 2 no. I, I remember that exploded and that's kind of coincided with when we're, we're going back to um, Whitley Bay Arcade so I remember there was this rumour Terry knew one of the people who worked in one of the arcades and was like oh, Street Fighter 3 is out now and when you got there it was just a modern version of Street Fighter 2 where right. you could just change characters by pressing like in fight yeah. and like do stupid moves and stuff like that I think um, I think we could quite easily dedicate an entire podcast to Street Fighter 2 when me too when, um, it's got to have Terry involved like, well when he gets back from his, his, his stint on the next planet I'll not I call think. it a holiday it's more of a <laughs> uh, yeah well you know he's got more than all the different planets hasn't he it's more of a, an incarceration um, this game is I had to do a bit of googling on this I remember one of the arcades actually had a Neo Geo like in there mm-hmm. in Whitley Bay and um, there was this one game I was obsessed with it was first person but look because I played it recently it's not first person it's in it's first person in the sense that like Operation Wolf or Operation Thunderbolt would be do you know what I mean no what's that Operation Wolf's like a gun game but it like scrolls to the side like, like, a, like a real like, like time crisis sort of thing yeah like Alien Alien alright yeah yeah right. it was a game on the Neo Geo and you could see like the guy's arms up above like like, like shooters do nowadays and um, yeah like you did get a gun but mainly it was fists and stuff about a year ago I, I got a Neo Geo um, emulator and I found it on there it was so weird it's called Super Spy alright it's like a first person like mainly you've got a knife and stuff check it out it's not very good like but that was a game that I, I was obsessed with because it used to scroll like I say vertically but then every now and then it would go chunk like really like up, up the corridors yeah, yeah. were like I remember the first time I seen Dragon's Lair. That was like, I was that was because we were talking about the um, Sega CD. Yeah, you. I mean, I'd never played it, but uh, you have. I was lucky enough to. Well, lucky. lucky enough. Enough. <laughs> I don't know if that's. I was uh, fortunate enough. Now that's the same. I, I did play one, right. and there was three games. That wasn't on the podcast. It was. I was at your house when we were talking about this, wasn't it? Yeah. So the th- three games I played, Dragon's Lair. That racing one, which was you would like crash through a shopping mall at one point. Both of them games, in fact, Night Nightcrawler, I think it was called. Is that what it's called, Nightcrawler? Night Trap. Night Trap. Yeah, that was um, very famous controversy. Like. Yeah, big time. But all three games were just a case of press the button at the right time, like quick time events sort of thing. I I would say Night Trap and that driving game, are, uh, not Night Trap. Dragon's Lair and that driving game are particularly bad for that. Yeah. Was Night Trap as bad as that? Well, Night Trap you could navigate through the different security cameras and stuff, but you still had to press a button at a yeah. certain time. The only way, and AVGN did an episode about that actually, the only way you could do it is by following the like a list. And you'd have to go to every single room at exactly the right time to press yeah. the button. But yeah, you would you would have to 
go into, go into like the bedroom and you would see her like getting changed and in the background you'd see one of the guys come in you'd have to press I don't know it would be A and uh, a trap would open up and take the bad guy away but if you didn't go to that room at that particular time you'd miss it you'd miss the opportunity to do it so it was weird but it was again it was just a case of that was the extent of the controls you'd be able to move between cameras and press a button Jesus and, and it was because it was, didn't take off. Know, it was because it was like it was too far ahead of its time almost maybe I think that it just got mixed up what people are actually playing games for yeah yeah Dragon's Lair being a classic example but Dragon's Lair came out really early you know it was like mm. 1984 1983 yeah and to see something that looks like that in yeah. the arcade you're like wow mm -hmm. But literally all it was, was you're right, down the bottom, it would say push, like, a screen would flash up, push left, yeah, or push right, or press, and it was just a memory game, yeah. and I mean... It's like that Simon, Simon's thingy, Simon says, or whatever, yeah. where press the lights, so But at least Simon says would, would give you, like, a sort of chance. This yeah. would just flash up to such an extent that all it was was just trial and error. Well, that's what that, I wish I could remember what that driving game was, but it kind of looked like manga. Didn't I, it? I've uh, seen it, and it does. I love the style of it. Yeah, it was it was it was a cool looking game, but yeah, it was you couldn't play it now because you'd just be bored out of your mind. Actually, linked to Dragons there, I remember when there was this fr there was this hologram game that came out like oh, right. really early. It was just a trick of mirrors to yeah. make and what it was was you were just this guy with a gun and you just ran down and shot things but I remember the, the excitement when that like dropped in the arcade of like oh there's this hologram thing because from what we remembered from like say Star Wars where you put your hand through it you know like Princess Leia that type of thing that didn't happen because it was hope. <laughs> it was literally mirrors making it seem like a fully formed yeah. like sprite next game I Star Wars, the cabinet of Star Wars, it's a very famous... Um, what sort of game was it? It was like, oh, you never played Star Wars? Don't think so. I played a Star Wars game on the Spectrum, which was like uh, looking through the, the front of the Millennium Falcon, you know, the iconic sort of yeah. hexagon kind of window. Is that not Empire Strikes Back? Cause yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah. In the arcade, it's a famous, it's a massive cabinet mm -hmm. and it's, you do the trench run. Oh, right, like okay. and it does have all the speech and stuff. It was a very early game, but it looked fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I might have seen that then. Yeah, they had that Willy Bay, as I say, and like I loved it. Um, so I've mentioned the Turtles, the Double Dragon game. Oh, I I remember just after Street Fighter Two kind of took off, uh, Mortal Kombat coming out, and right. just the kind of like as a 14, 13 year old when you first see. Mortal Kombat, like I'd remember Pitfighter, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'd remember Pitfighter and how shit that looked, even back then. And Mortal Kombat, it kind of had this kind of like, ah, oh, someone knows how to do the fatalities type yeah. of thing. It had a sort of ah, it was a it was a cool thing to that. Well, you know, that that's the thing about the fatalities; you had to learn them, and they were really difficult to do. You know, well, the, 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 the latest Xbox, uh, the latest. Um, Mortal Kombat 10 I think it is no, it's just one button con uh, fatalities you know really yeah you just press a button to do the fatality wow I now remember we are the podcast of facts so that might not be true but I'm 99% sure that I'll it's just a one button fatality I watched all the fatalities because for me 
Mortal Kombat is simply about it's not a fighting game that I enjoy no, anymore no. but it's about the just watching the fatalities how gruesome it could be and it, it's fucking horrendous I, yeah that. some of them are so bad the selfie ones have you seen that one <laughs> she like basically um, I think uh, is it not Sonya Blade as much as a selfie yeah. no it's this new chick oh it could be Sonya Blade because she just looks so different from the yeah. Sonya Blade of the past still got them green leggings on <laughs> a game that I've just scene written down here which actually predates uh, the Turtles and the Simpsons game for being one of those games Gauntlet right. Gauntlet oh, was a yeah, big arcade four, yeah the four um, joysticks again yeah all the different hell, yeah. heroes and stuff yeah yeah I've, I've, I've seen pictures of that uh, particular cabinet actually well I've got that pack for the um, for the Xbox and I mean Rampart with its rollerball thing where Oh yeah, that was a big arcade like that sort of idea as well. Well, um, didn't I don't know if it was Defender or Online ones where you were shooting things coming down from the sky. That had like a rollerball, didn't it? Yeah, rollerballs. It's funny emulators and stuff. You can't play these games now because it's just missile command and stuff like that. Yeah, you can't play like because they're just annoying. It's a, the rollerball was, I suppose step before the mouse wasn't it it's kind of like a mouse without the casing that's effectively upside down yeah, yeah like uh, yeah an upside down mouse exactly. i remember a football game being in the common room at uh, school and it had two roller balls and it was just really? yeah <laughs> it was that's weird it was like an overhead like so you look down what do you call them sort of ca cabinets are they cocktail cabinets where you, you, oh, right, you yeah, look yeah, down on them under the table sort of thing yeah. Right, yeah. and it was two rollerballs and all you would hear with people is just like fucking just going for it like that I just put so the last couple of notes I put um, we mentioned Wreck-It Ralph like yeah. when I went to see that with my girlfriend and, and you did with your fiance <laughs> um, just some of the memories, you know, you see Q-Birds in yeah. the background and stuff. I thought that was a quite a nice homage. I would say the last Starfighter movie, have you ever seen that from back in the day? No. It's, it's a Is that movie. where he goes into the machine? Yeah, he plays this arcade and is really that, it's a game. That's not Bill Paxton again, is it? Or wow. Is it, uh, I don't, or is it Jeff? No, Jeff Daniels is Tron, isn't it? It, you should check it out. There's another one that I've I've forgotten about Tron. Mm. I will also mention the Seinfeld Frogger episode. Yeah, or when uh, George is trying to cross the street. Yeah, well, George know. back in the day, he's on the high score uh -huh. of Frogger, and he and they've never turned it off. So his initials are still in there, and he <laughs> he wants to keep it, so he can't turn it off. Uh -huh. So the rigged will Barry and him just crossing the street with that's the right, music, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> which is just another nod to the bygone age. Fantastic. Maybe it's a bit before our time because we never played games quite that old. No, but actually, Frogger. <laughs> there's um, ah oh shit. What was that called? There's a, a version of, of effectively the same game as Frogger um, that was on. I think it must have been the Spectrum. Shit, what was it called? Where you were? It was, was it called Ribbit or something like? It? You were uh, um, go, you were going going skiing, and you had to get across this road to start with, and then when you got across the road, you. It went skiing. skiing. <laughs> you went Because that's well, what I do, you know. Oh when I go with me skiing hold, like holiday, <laughs> I've got to like basically first I've got to cross this busy road with me skis yeah. just to get to the mountain, exactly. and I go skiing. 
Oh, it was called something Horace. Oh, Horace Goes Skiing. Horace was a um, Yeah, of course he? it was called Horace Goes Skiing. Yeah, I know. I felt like I had a Eureka <laughs> moment oh, there. fucking hell. It was this guy, right? This guy. He has to get across. He's going skiing. What the fuck was that game called? <laughs> I think I think the guy was called Horace. What was the game called? Just though? blame it on the fact it's four a.m. Now when we're being drinking since six. Horace goes skiing. Of course, that's what it was. Now, yeah, that was a fucking good game. Well, oh, there I'm just looking at some pictures of him. Because he he was a fucking well, look at him. Look at the state of him. I'll put these pictures on Twitter. But look at the state of him. Yeah, he was, what is he? He was like the Krang body. Like, <laughs> uh, the Krang's yeah, like just no uncle. He looks just like the uncle. Horace goes skiing. But that's a lot of information about the arcade. I mean, the I remember when I was a kid, it used to always smell of cigars, like probably probably stale beer. But yeah. to me, that just it was just the smell of arcades. Now, I had an idea that while I was at the arcades, and me and Kelly were sitting outside, of, if you want to, we were sitting outside at a pub one night, and I said, um, you know, when you feel like you just said you moments, when you feel like you have those moments, you go, this is this is a million dollar idea. Why hasn't anyone done this before? And then I came back and told you this idea, and you went, oh yeah, that exists. Mm-hmm. So I felt deflated. But my idea was, anyway, to have a, an arcade set up with all of the old machines yeah. in there that you could go in. You'd pay like £10 on the door, you'd go in, you could play. It's big much. credits kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, you could just play as much as you want. Um, you could even have 2p machines set up, and instead of there being 2p's, it would be just like gold discs, like gold tokens sort mm-hmm. of thing. So you could put them in, you'd feel like you were winning stuff, but you weren't really, you know what I mean? So it was just kind of like a, something you could do. It would be really good for like stag do's and stuff like that, come and experience the arcade thing. And well, a while back, and I, I didn't get there because we'd had like a heavy weekend and we were due to go on the Sunday. But in our arena, bad loads of arcades, at the arena, it's different of the game thing they've got at the centre of life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had... It, at the arena, it was like a gaming festival, and they had um, something like two hundred arcades set up, and it was fr- they were all on free to play. So oh, you would go nice. in and you would do that. But um, yeah, I mean uh, that podcast that I mentioned a few episodes ago, uh, No Quarter, they've talked about that, and then Canada and America. So it's going on in there. I'm sure there's one in London. I just think it's um, it would be a cool idea, and. and I'm not particularly surprised it exists already because I've never came up with an idea yet in my life, I think, where it doesn't already exist. But to be fair, even if it didn't exist, would you have the capital and oh also no. the balls to like... No, no, not at all, no. Not at all. But it, it's, it would be a cool thing, wouldn't it? Like, I would I would spend a tenner with go, a few yeah. mates. Like, imagine going in and playing like the Simpsons game with a few mates. Like, it would ah, be, yeah. But you would find the time would go so... If you'd go in there and within, you'd, have, you'd pay a tenner for like four or five hours for the whole mm. night there'd be a bar there as well and you could like oh, be a little be, food yeah. thing it'd have to be a bar well I would have to make <laughs> what I you think could, you, could, you could make a fucking load of money off it but the cabinets themselves would probably cost a lot of money in the first place so well you know them I, I, I sent you a few pictures when I was last in York uh, they've got a very small HMV and on the second floor they had two pinball machines and two arcade machines and the arcade machines are just them like cabinets you can make yourself and one's a Neo Geo one and one's just a, a one I think it's running like 
the PlayStation like um, classics. So it's it's running like Bibble Bobble and all that sort of stuff. But it's just like it must have a PlayStation in there or something. But you could you could get there. It's whether you want the exact arcade, if you want the original Pac-Man, if you want the original Donkey Kong running properly, mm. they're going to be hard to get. Yeah. Because these things go for fucking loads of money, and they're very temperamental and difficult to like get running properly. I think there's room for something like that where we we are from Newcastle. I think that would be unless it's. I mean, um, we're so out of touch. It might there might be somewhere in Newcastle already has that. But I I don't think there is because I I've, I've like I've tried to find out. It'd be good though, wouldn't it? Right I think I think that the defining feature or the the thing that would make it stand out a bit is my my idea or my dream is you go in. You pay ten pound on the door. You get a stamp on your hand or something like that, and they just say, "Fucking yeah, enjoy go, yourself." Go ahead, so. You go to the counter and they just give you like a bag or a pot with oh. these gold tokens or yeah, whatever tokens. That's important that you just, that you because just put in anything. One, of the lads was saying there's something where it's a lot more tactile actually putting money in. Yes, than just you feel like just going something. up to a machine and just it's free to play. You don't have to put any money yeah. in. There's something about putting the money in yeah. that makes it better. Especially with, because you could easily have like, I know for the, the actual arcade machines putting the money in definitely, but with the 2P machines and stuff, which I think you'd still, because you could still, with the 2P machines, you could still have stupid shitty little toys in there that cost nothing, that people could still win. Mm -hmm. You just, just bang them in. You could fill the machine with these, these, these tokens, these gold tokens. It wouldn't cost that much to get just a load of really cheap, it could even be plastic tokens. Yeah. They'd do the same thing. As long as they're heavy enough. Aye, I was going to say some, something about the weight because yeah. the the 2P machines and stuff that you're talking about, I've never heard anyone like mentioning that they're in them places. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's like, what I'm saying. That's that's the the niche. I would say though, like I've never liked that, so it's it's a hard yeah. sell for me because I've never liked them. But enough. catering for people that, that would do. that would enjoy yeah. them, I think something like that is going to be mainly for like people on stag do's like I say it would bring loads of people in on stag do's because groups of blokes wanting to go and do like like if for my stag do is going to be next year uh -huh. I would do that on my stag do for sure and you would love it Terry would love it uh, ev all, the, all the people that would go on my stag do would absolutely love it so one of the people in my stag do would be like well I don't really like playing computer games but I fucking love 2P machines so if yeah. you're catering for everybody you'd have a pinball machine there as well that you'd put tokens in I, I just think it could work I think it really could but it would cost a lot of fucking money to set up. The problem with this part of the country though is I've noticed that if ever you go to anything that builds itself as being this fucking... I mean look at our aquarium thing. Sea life centre. Yeah, it's a total load of shit. Yeah. Like I went to the one in Barcelona, it's fucking amazing. Well, we went, there's one in Scarborough. Uh, <laughs> just bring it back to Scarborough. Yeah. If you contact uh, my Twitter account, I can give you all of the details on the Sea Life Centre in Scarborough. I will get a tiny percentage of the income. No, um, you get this little train from Scarborough up to this place called Scalby Mills, which is literally like two two minutes away from Scarborough. It's it's a, got its own name, but it's like pretty much the same place. And that's where the Sea Life Centre is, and it's it's not crazy big, but it's like it's better and bigger than ours. They've got like penguins outside. And what's outside the price compared to, to this one? We went along the first time we went. We actually got the train along and went to have a look at the prices, and it was like fifteen quid to get in. And we looked at the prices and we went fuck we can't afford it went back to the train uh, Kelly's face just dropped she was like oh I just really wanted to go and I felt so guilty I was like oh we're going 
and just somehow managed to pay for it and went round but this time we had a look to see if there was an offer on or something and it was still like 15 16 quid i was like we had no intention of going but we just had a look just in case mm-hmm. but yeah isn't it's, the it's, one it's, it's fascinating some of the stuff in there but 15 quid i think the one he has 15 quid yeah it i'm not surprised takes like about 40 minutes if you go yeah because we did that we went the one in scarborough and i think we went when we came back we went to that one or it might be the other way around and we paid the same and we were like when we went to that one we thought like fucking hell it's just tiny the best it's thing the only is like positive thing about going to the one in newcastle is if you go to that one first and then go to a one anywhere else you're gonna think to yourself wow this is pretty good because it's shit that's true well just in closing anyway is there any uh, arcades that you would like to mention or like and what haven't i know it's a bit back different we should have done it in the last episode but we haven't put ourselves some homework i was no i was going to say we need to do that that's fine we can do because our listener will listen to these in order and They'll be sitting at the end of that last podcast going, well, you fucking sit and you fucking homework for yourself, you fucking idiots. Because he's an odd character, this one, isn't he? He's a really, he's yeah, a queer he's one. He's a bit dicey, huh? He's queer. Luckily, he knows your address and phone number and everything, so it's fine. Well, he lives here, <laughs> so I do think so. <laughs> um, I can't, I don't think, I'll probably finish the podcast and think of some more things I want to say about our kids, but I think the idea was to sort of set, set the scene about our own experience and and hopefully the listener or listeners if mm-hmm. we're fortunate enough will maybe send me messages on Twitter and tell where their right their experiences and yeah I would, I would love to and next next time if, if people send me messages we'll talk about the, the games that they've played and I'll tell you one last one yeah, that I just remember yeah. where when we had free travel when we were in college me and Terry just spent a day travelling to Seaburn Right, yeah. you can now go there on the metro right it's wow. in Sunderland we live in Newcastle just for the listeners 40 minutes or something and we went there on the off chance that we heard they had street fitter to hype or something right and when we got there they did right. and I had one go on it and then we went all the way back <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. it worth it? I remember I remember Which seeing it you? I think I was Ryu yeah. I don't even think Terry played it you know he's a funny one I mean, travelled all that way to watch the demo mode. <laughs> wherever he is in the, yeah. in the stratosphere, he's a funny one. <laughs> Have you had a thought about what homework game you want to pick? Should we just pick two, one each? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, one each will be good. Hmm. I've I've got two here. That um, well, I tell you what. Why didn't you pick both then? Oh no, not necessarily. I, I've got a choice between two. Really? I'll, I'll say my. I'll say. Mm, Right, I'll choose one of these and then and then you because I could tell you were thinking there. You were thinking, weren't you? I was. Uh, Have you got anything in mind, or you're just not not sure at all? I'm. D- I'm just not sure. I wanted to like tie something into the show, and I then I was like thinking, ah, like uh, I, I I don't know at the minute. I've got two here. I'll tell you them both. And right. I'll tell you why both of these came to mind. Actually, believe it or not, they're both Spectrum games right. because uh, they're probably available on other platforms. I would have thought so. The first one is Bionic Commando. Oh, that? good old Bionic Commando. With right. the uh, extendable arm thing. Yeah. The reason I thought of that one, can you think why? Turrican. Oh, I see. Just yeah. made us think of that game. Um, it's just f- fact about that, after listening to a lot of uh, like podcast retro ones, mainly about Nintendo stuff, the very last boss in the Nintendo one looks like a mental. Um, Bionic Commando. Yeah, I think it's Hitler. I think you like, blow his face off and it's like, 
I'm sure there's gore in the Nintendo version, which is a revelation because there's not a lot. There's net like the censorship yeah. on Nintendo stuff. Yeah. So right. Well, that was what made us think of that game. And the other game, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Tour de Force, on the Spectrum again. Well, what uh, type of game is that? It's a um a cycling game. It's like Tour de France, but it's too called Tour de Force. Oh no! And it's it's weird there's loads of obstacles in the way like fucking bales of hay and stuff like that and you can like have loads of accidents <laughs> it's probably proper mad and I'm just um, I don't know why oh yeah I was sitting at work with my friend Michael who I really I keep saying to him every week I say why do you want to come as a guest on my podcast oh yeah but, and he um, keeps blowing out, Yeah. he keeps saying fuck you fuck you stop fucking asking Aye. me that you idiot why do you sit next to me why yeah. every day do you come and sit next to me I don't even like you <laughs> look at you okay I can see um, but I still, I still keep Adam. Eventually, you will get on here. I'll, I'll make it happen. But he, I was saying because we sometimes talk about like stuff that piss piss what off. Because actually, I I want to set up a podcast. Me and him, I want to do this other podcast. That's uh, I've got loads of ideas for, but it's just going to be totally like irreverent, just stupid humour, right. possibly. But I need to I need to write a theme tune for it. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that'll happen in twenty fourteen. Uh, twenty forty. Sorry. Right. So, we were talking about um, business speak that pisses you off. You know, like going forward and proactive and uh, stuff like that. Wet Wednesday and shit like that. And one of them that I thought of was um, when people say two out of force. Not necessarily business speak, but when they say like, "Oh, that that played." I, I I went to see this film and it was just a two out of force, and I was just saying like that really pisses me off. Because you remember that game. Well, no, I, I said that and I thought, oh, wasn't there a game called Tour de Force? And I Googled it straight away and I was like, fuck, I there was. So I thought, I want to do that for homework at some point. So um, I'm going to choose Tour de Force. Tour and de then Force. Be, buy on the Commando, I might choose next time. Hmm. Difficult one, this one, like. I, I can honestly not think of it. But if you want, we can choose both of them and then next time you can choose the two. You can choose yeah, yeah. Well, do it that way. Bionic Commando was a game that I did play a bit on the Commodore, so I'd like to play it. I mean, there's a, there's quite a lot of history attached to Bionic Commando. Mm-hmm. I would say anyway. Well, we'll do that then. We'll choose those two, and then next time you choose them both. Right. Cool. Right. Cool. And I think it's it's actually I'm going to play it on the Spectrum. If you play it on the Commodore sixty four, and okay. then we'll get an even more of it. Maybe that maybe that'll be a theme. Maybe we'll just do that. Hi. If you would mean you would mean defeat on the Commodore sixty four Emily that. <laughs> entirely. I'm gonna buy you a Commodore sixty four. <laughs> well I've just tried to type Bionic Commando into my phone and I came up bubonic. Mm, bubonic Commando, totally different type of game. Totally it's like beachy uh, head. Before you end this uh, podcast, yeah. I did play Bionic Commando on the three sixty, you know the remake? No. Oh yes, 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 yes. And I don't mean the two D one. I mean the three D one that yeah, they made that's with right. Mike Patton doing the voice. Mike and Patton it, from from Mister Bungle, Faith No More, and Tomahawk. What the fuck? And at one point, he he says loads of like half-assed like bullshit, right? And at one point, there was this worm type body that you had to fight, like it looked like a rip off of Dune's table worms, and. It, 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 it rised out the ground and Mike Patton said Whoa, is that a long health bar or are you just happy to see me? That's what he said That's and you're thinking hilarious. how can he see the energy bar? What the fuck? I finished that game anyway. <laughs> Good on you. 
it was annoying but good at the same time it's not a bad game actually that was on the 360 yeah I was close to getting all the achievements the achievements idea on that game were good as well yeah you had to do challenges in the game and then it would unlock the next so you get the achievement then it would unlock the, the next level this is all gold for the next podcast probably yeah. Uh, I'm spoiling now. <laughs> well, no, it's not because this is the new one. Yeah, the, like the newest one. And yeah, also, Bionic Commando, the character, mm-hmm. appears in one of the fighting games, doesn't he? The um, Capcom versus like, Marvel or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was interested to find out who does the voice on them games because I bet your pattern didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird that like that's really weird isn't it yeah I don't even I, I don't even think he done the music for the game though which is yeah. like you must have some other tie in so we'll do that in the next podcast will be the homework again obviously mm. we'll have another think about uh, another topic yeah um, we've, we've got, got plenty a, of we've ideas we've got a lot fact. of ideas for different uh, different things we can talk about so we'll uh, we'll sign off we never we never have a problem with content facts yeah, that's where we come, like, that's where we come a cropper. That's where Achilles heel. And getting emulators the work. Fuck the emulators. So thank you very much for listening to God. God. God.